Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of The Lowdown. Today, I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Gustav Salvestrini, Boca socio and member of Andres Ibarra's party, running in the Boca Juniors presidential elections this December 2nd. Gustav, exactly. big warm welcome How are you to the good, good to see Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Nice to, Long, nice to see you. Nice to be here, man. Long time no see. I believe the last time we were acquainted was we were in a pub in London, middle of... Yeah. Winter 2018, watching 2019 before the pandemic, Boca before River, the world yeah. pandemic, before the <laughs> pandemic, watching Boca River play it, of all games. <laughs> what was the result that day? I think we lost. We were, wasn't lucky, man. <laughs> I actually, believe, I actually thought it was nil nil. We tied. Very poor. We game. tied zero yes. zero. Yeah, yeah. The same, the same as losing for us. We had to win always. <laughs> uh, Gustav, with that being said, as you know, uh, what is opening tradition in every show now with the load, and I begin by asking. What is your earliest football memory? Uh, earliest football memory, I've been just two weeks ago in Rio de Janeiro watching Boca Fluminense. It uh, wasn't a good final for us. We were unlucky. Also, Fran Fabra got expelled like at the minute 98 uh, over time. So it wasn't a, a very good football memory, but it was a very nice time because I was there with my father. He's 75 years old. So we were able to do some family bonding, father and son sharing together. There was a banderazo where all the fans met together in the beach. So it was amazing, man. Really, we really had a very nice time. Even though the result, football is not about results anymore. Football is about sharing with family and friends. And we had a fabulous time. So it will be in my memories forever. Very nice. And if that was your last football memory, what was your very first growing up? Oof. My very first football memory was, I remember when I was seven years old, the World Cup of 1998. When we lost against the Netherlands, when Burrito Ortega did the header to Van der Sar. I re- that was my first football memory, that World Cup. I remember that France won it. It was amazing. Seven years old, I remember. So that's my first football memory. And, I mean, you just briefly touched upon it there. Obviously, all you guys partying on the beach of Coffee Cabana a few weeks ago prior to the Libertadores final, of course. So, you know, evidently, Baca Juniors plays a huge role in your life. But how important a role do Baca Juniors play and I, and I mean, your own family and your own upbringing growing up in Buenos Aires. I was, a, I'm a Boca fan since I remember, since I was, uh, my first football memory is in 98, because I was grown up to analyze and to understand football. But since I was a baby, I was taken to the La Bombonera Stadium. I don't have clear memories about it. But uh, my fa- I grew up also with my father being club committee in Boca Juniors since 1995 till 2007. I was born in 1991. So I was able to grow up watching everything about Boca Juniors. I went into the dressing room, watching the players. I saw my father having a lot of meetings. Uh, I grew up with the industry of football, not just football. I grew up watching how Boca Juniors commercialized itself throughout the whole world. Um, so for me, Boca Juniors, more than my passion and my football club every Sunday, is something that I live day by day. As we say here in Argentina, football is not just about being fans. It's about more or less like religion. We, we really feel the passion here in the streets of Buenos Aires between Boca Juniors, River Plate, the rest of the teams, Racing, Independiente, San Lorenzo, Huracan. So there's a big competition. And here in Argentina, football is not just about, as I went to, I'm repetitive, it's not about result. It's like a way of living. When you your football club defines your culture, your football club def- defines the way you live, the fo- your football club defines your philosophy. So Boca Juniors is like more around, it's like being like a strong way of living. You, you will never surrender, you never give up. You go, you go and you keep on going. 
So for me, Boca Juniors is a way of life. As Messi the said, says, uh, I'm going to raise my sons the Barcelona way and the La Masia way. Bueno, we, I think Boca Juniors has that. There's a big philosophy uh, surrounding Boca Juniors. Fantastic. So, and I mean, like, obviously, Buenos Aires is well regarded as one of the finest football cities, if not the finest worldwide. And, you know, the scenes of a match day, La Bompanera, they're broadcast to masses all over the world, Gustav. I mean, to those listening, could you expect, begin to even articulate or explain the significance of the club to everybody in the local barrios and the local community in Boca? In, in Argentina, what I always talk with my friends and also with my family is that I was able to travel. I was lucky enough to travel and see a lot of football worldwide. I saw Napoli Juventus, uh, many, many football, important football matches. I saw Inter, uh, Milano, Juventus. Uh, I saw in England, Liverpool, Manchester United. I was able to travel and see Uruguay in Peñarol, Nacional, Fluminense in Brazil, uh, Corinthians, uh, football in America. I, I was able to watch football all around the world. And I think that the difference between all around the world and in Argentina, not because I live in Argentina, I say this, but because I think that in Argentina, football is the only thing that a lot of people only have. I think that imagine in, in Italy, football fans have other, other things in their lives, very important, M more than family I'm talking about, like things that they do day by day. Here in Argentina, as we have 40% of poverty, the only thing that a lot of people have is only football. It's their only joy uh, day by day. It's the only thing that they can do. It's the only thing that they support. And it's not, it's sad to say this because it's the reality of our country, it's the reality of South America. But it's, this, it's different between Chile and Argentina and Brazil and Uruguay because the other cultures here in South America are not the same as in Argentina. In Argentina, football clubs are really fun and really into the families. So when you touch that thing to the fan, they, they become crazy because it's the only thing they have. So I think the passion of football itself um, is about the philosophy that every person has about the football club. It's like, their love, their love of the life, as we say here in Argentina and in the rest of the world also, it's like you can change your wife, you can change your car, you can change your house, but you can never change your football club. And in Argentina, I think that the people are really fond about the, their feeling towards the club. It's not just about, as I say, results are secondary. Your team can lose every Sunday and you will still be the first fan to get into the stadium. So I think football clubs play an essence role in the day-by-day -day of the society here in Argentina. And I think that it's growing. Day-by-day, -day, more, more fans are like being really fond about their clubs and they will never abandon them. So it's like how they get involved in the clubs every day. It's like it's, it's something unique in the whole world. You, you have to come here to Argentina to see it because you will be able to, to recognize it. And obviously Argentina being the birthplace of many a football legend, one of them being... Boca's own, Juan Roman Raquelme, so I would assume you'd have to be a very brave man to take him on, especially nonetheless in a presidential election. However, that's what candidate Andres Ibarra is. Before we touch on him now, Gustav, could you just please explain for everyone listening, because a predominant um, following of this podcast, they'd be North American or European, so they might not have too much of an insight is into how elections are run in Argentine football clubs and how, in fact, would they differ from European elections? Perfect. In Argentina, football clubs are not uh, associations, are not companies, are not businesses. In Argentina, football clubs are all owned by the socios. It's a similar, uh, the same role as in Real Madrid, Barcelona. It's not corporations. It's a in fines de lucro, we say in Spanish. 
So the socios, the members are the owners of the football hubs. We don't have owners. Nobody owns Boga Juniors. Nobody owns River Plate. Nobody owns San Lorenzo. No, nobody can buy it. If you're an, a Qatari and you want to come and buy Boca Juniors, you cannot pay it. If you are Fenway Group in the United States and you want to buy River Plate, you cannot do it. It's all by law that is owned by the socios. As it's owned by the socios, every four years, as in every country, more or less, uh, the socios vote for one socio to become president. Uh, to be a president of a football club in Argentina, you have to be at least a two-year socio. You have to be older than 18 years old. And you have to be part of an organization within the club. With those three roles, any socio can become president of the club itself. Um, in Boca Juniors, in the last four years, um, a president called Jorge Moramial is the president of Boca Juniors. And the, his vice president is Juan Roman Riquelme. This year, now in two weeks' time, in the 2nd of December, Juan Romal will be the main candidate. He will go for president. And with Andres Ibarra and Mauricio Macri, we're as the opposition going together. I'm playing a part role in the in the workforce of Andres Ibarra's team. I'm not in the political list. I'm I'm a socio of Boca Juniors, but I'm not being, I don't have a role in the political list. If if we might if we end up winning against Riquelme, I will enter in the marketing department. So that's that's the role. So every four years we vote, and now the, there are coming elections very soon. Fantastic. And to speak more as to who Andres Ibarra is, could you elaborate? Andres Ibarra, um, how can I say? He he used to work in Boca Juniors. He used to work because when you're a club committee, when you go for president, it's all ad honorem. You don't earn money about this. It's all like if Andres Ibarra wants to be president, he won't be gaining money about this. This is like a hobby to say for itself. You earn money being an employee. But you cannot be both. You have to be an employee or a club committee. You cannot be both. Andres Ibarra used to be an employee since 1995 until 2007. He was the general manager of Boca Juniors when Mauricio Magri was president. Andres Ibarra was the, the general manager of Boca Juniors as an employee. He wasn't a club committee. Many years passed by. Andres Ibarra worked in the city government for Mauricio Macri. And then he worked when Mauricio Macri was president of Argentina. He worked as the Minister of Modernization to modernize things in Argentine government. Uh, Mauricio Macri ended up be, didn't end up being president of Argentina anymore. Andres Ibarra left. He isn't a minister anymore. Now he has a, a consultancy agency. And now he decided to run as a president of Boca Juniors this year for the first time with Mauricio Macri as vice president. So Andres Ibarra's uh, background is a lot within modernization, innovation, transparency, open government. And all those ideas he implemented in the city government and in Boca Juniors many years ago, he wants to do, do, do those themselves now as a president of Boca Juniors with Mauricio Macri as vice president supporting him. So let's hope it happens. It's two weeks to, to go, but everything's possible. It's not going to be an easy, an easy rivalry against Riquelme, but it's possible. And of course, a huge part, a huge mantra of Ibarra's campaign, Gustav, has been passion, gestion, passion and performance. And it yeah, speaks yeah. of the importance of, in fact, Boca Juniors' human capital, an awful lot it touches upon an awful lot of the culture that you'd speak of in Argentine football. I mean, some of the projects to modernize Baca's offering has been quite sensational. New renderings of the new stadium holding 105,000 uh, people. Also, furthermore, the internationalization, sorry, the internationalization even of Baca Juniors. Exactly. Exactly. Um, o sea, we say passion, passion, passion and gestion, like uh, organizing everything. 
because nowadays we see that Riquelme's um, offerings, Riquelme's like main campaign is about football. He only talks about football. He only says like, I want to promote kids to, from the academy to become in the first team, uh, football, football. And we say, yeah, and we know Boca Juniors is a football club. We already know that. But also Boca Juniors has a very big, big important role in society because it's not just football. We have basketball, we have taekwondo, we have judo, we have hockey, we have uh, futsal, we have weightlifting, we have bowling, we have everything. It's like Boca Juniors covers everything. It's not just we have swimming. So it's not just about football. And we also say it's like Boca Juniors brand nowadays has lost a lot of power worldwide because Boca Juniors used to compete in international competitions. You went to Europe or you went to Africa or you went to Asia and you talked about Boca Juniors brand and everybody knows it. And now every day, of course, we have now more social media that people are able to see Boca Juniors. But the brand itself, the world brand of Boca Juniors has lost a lot of power that we want to recover. We want to sell the brand, brand abroad again. We want to make Boca Juniors like one first team, top five in the world again. So it's not just about what happens on Sundays. As we say, Boca Juniors plays every Sunday football or Saturday. But the most important thing is what you do from Monday to Saturday. It's like every once a week, we play football in La Moneda, yes. But what do we do the rest of the week? We have to manage the club. We have to have it ordered. We have to sell the, the TV rights all abroad. We have to sell the brand abroad. We have to sell more players. O sea, it's not just about winning 1-0-2-0 against River Plate. It's more than the business itself, everything that goes around. And by having a strong business, you have a stronger team, you can bring better players, and you will be able to win against River many more times than it's happening now. So I think it's not just about football. We we aim to have Boca Juniors as the best football club in the world with a bad currency in Argentina. We have inflation. We have a lot of things going around the football club that aren't, aren't good for us. But even though that happens, we want to make Boca Juniors compete against Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, uh, Juventus, all the best teams in the world again. So Manchester United, Manchester City. So we want to put Boca in the map again. And in fact, that has been a key facet of his campaign also. Uh, he's been speaking, oh, Andreas and Barrett now, he's been speaking of returning Boca to being one of the top five teams in the world. And evidently, you need a huge amount of weight but, but, um, before that. But it's been interesting from a fair because all doesn't seem to be right upon the surface. I mean, getting to a Copa Libertadores final, you'd imagine everything is okay, Gustav, but behind the scenes, there seems to be an awful lot of churn and turmoil at the moment. See. The last time we Boca Juniors won the Copa Libertadores was in the year 2007. It's been almost, I don't know, 16, 17 years we, we haven't won it. One of the main proposals, um, as Riquelme being vice president now in these last four years, was he promised all the Boca Juniors fans we would win the Copa Libertadores and we didn't win it. Boca Juniors uh, has a philosophy of Bilardo that says that being second, when you are second in a competition, when you lose the final, you're the first loser. <laughs> so we, we, the fans in Argentina don't see the effort of arriving to a final. So of course we, we 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 give merit and everything to the players. We say like it's not easy to get to a final, but if you arrive to a final, you have to win it. Losing is not an option. So all Boca Juniors fans are not happy about losing a final against Fluminense in, in Maracana Stadium. So our main objective is to pick to make Boca. Great again, again, as Donald Trump says with the United States, like on a parallelism, of course, a funny parallelism. But it's to make Boca like great again with better players, with a better economy, with a better stadium, with a better everything. And in that way, we'll be able to be more closer to winning the final the next time. Of course, we don't play football. So I don't play in the first team. Andres Ibarra doesn't play in the first team. And Mauricio Macri doesn't play in the first team. Professional football players play in the first team. 
but having a stronger base, a stronger economy, we will be able to bring better players. We'll be able to to give opportunity to players to train better, a better stadium. So I think that if we make Boca Juniors grow from the above, the results will start coming. As we say, if you play in Boca Juniors, this Juan Manriquelme, he said it many years ago, he said, when you play for Boca Juniors as a player, every three or four years, you will, you will win a title, for sure, because it's like Manchester City nowadays. You will win an FA Cup, you will win a Carabao Cup, or you will even win the Premier League. The, the best players and the realities within the Copa Libertadores. If you want to show the world that you're a good player or that you're a good team, you have to win the Copa Libertadores. And Boca Juniors hasn't won the Copa Libertadores for 16, 17 years now. So we want to put Boca Juniors in the map again by winning the Copa Libertadores again and giving all the fans that joy. Absolutely fantastic. And I mean, it'd be remiss of me not to bring it up, but um, obviously there's been a key development since we last spoke also in the Argentine government with the presidential election of Javier Millet. Now, Millet has stated on the record of stating he stopped being a Boca fan when Relkelme was brought into power. Now, obviously, in light of recent events in Millet's election, do you envisage that appointment having any weight or any bearing on the outcome of Ibarra's? Nobody knows what will happen, uh, but to say the truth. I, I don't want to say anything silly because... The, the candidate that lost against Javier Millet, Sergio Massa, is a very big friend of Roman Riquelme. And many people say, I, I don't have the certainty, that Sergio Massa supports the campaign of Juan Roman Riquelme. We don't have official information about this, but it's rumored that it happens this way. Javier Millet doesn't support the campaign of Andres Ibarra. He has a good relationship, but he's not into football nowadays. I think Javier Millet has a very big mess with the country. He's about to receive in 20 days. He's coming. His first day as president is on the 11th of December. Nobody knows what's going to happen with Javier Millet because he comes with a big change in his hand. He says he wants to change the country. He wants to dollarize. I think that if he dollarizes, it's going to be good for football clubs because we're going to have the same currency as in the world. So it's going to be easier for us to buy football players, to sell football players and everything. Um, Javier Millet also said something really strong. He said that he wanted to, as the Bolsonaro did in Brazil in some way, he wants to transform football clubs the associations here in of football into corporations. So he had a big mess because the socios are saying like, no, like get out. You, you're, you're not going to transform our clubs into corporations. For that to happen, even though Millet says it, the football clubs have to change their statutes, statutes and like los estatutos, and they have to change the, like the laws within the club. So if Boca Juniors says we're not going to change as a corporation, it will never happen. But if Javier Millet puts out a law, it, it is nowadays is prohibited by law for a football club to become a corporation. Football clubs are football clubs. If I want to become in a corporation, I can't. Because there's a law that says that you cannot do it. But if Javier Millet changes that law, maybe some football clubs that are not doing really good economically, says, okay, let's go as a corporation. They vote between the members of the club committee and they transform into a corporation. That is possible. Boca Juniors and Real Madrid, I think they will, as Real Madrid and Barcelona, they will never change. They will always be clubs. But I think that Javier Millet is an interesting fellow, is an interesting character. I think we have to give him an opportunity. Uh, if the Argentinian economy dollarizes, it's going to be better for football clubs and for everyone. I think that maybe Boca Juniors and the big clubs, River, Vélez, San Lorenzo, Racing Independiente, will get stronger, but the smaller clubs will lose a lot of money and lose a lot of weight. They will become poorer. So there's we have to get like a balance in the middle, like, okay, we're going to do good for the big clubs, but what do we do with the smaller clubs? Um, but no, yeah, in the political campaign in two weeks' time for the elections of Boca Juniors, I think that... There isn't a big weight of Javier Millet. And he still is the president because 
he will be the elections of Boca Juniors is on the 2nd of December and he becomes president on the 11th. So it's 10 year, 10 day difference that no, I don't think it will have a, a lot of involvement. And finally, before we close, Gustav, I suppose a closing message from yourself. I mean, why should everyone listening care about the selection and indeed the result of it? I think uh, this is a very important election for Boca Juniors because if Andres Ibarra and Mauricio Magri don't win this time, it will be very difficult to take out Riquelme on the next election and the next election and the next election. You are, you are both, the elections are every four years. You, you can be president for two lapses, for eight years. You can be reelected only once. So if Riquelme wins this time, he will win again. Then he will put another candidate and then he will come again. So, and as more socios are entering the club day by day, these socios that are entering are Riquelme, are from the fan base of Riquelme. So they will vote him again. I think it's a very important inflection. I don't dislike. I don't dislike Riquelme personally. I really like him. I think he's one of the persons that most knows about football in Argentina and in the world. He's a really clever guy in that way. But I think that his team is not strong enough. I think that he hasn't doesn't have the the opportunity to manage a football club. I think he knows a very. He, he would be a very good manager. He knows a lot of football. He knows how to handle the first team. He knows about uh, who's good and who's not. But he doesn't know how to manage a football team. So if I say Riquelme to be president or manage Manchester United, he will crush it. So he's not capable, he doesn't have the formation to manage a football club. He has the formation to organize. He would be a really good coach. So you put Riquelme as a coach, uh, coaching the first team, and he would be, I think he, he would be a really good coach. But he doesn't have the, the formation and the capacity to manage and handle a football club. So I think Boca Juniors fans... Of course, we live in a, in, a, in a democracy, and that's wonderful. Everybody has the opportunity to choose the best candidate for itself. But I think that we, as with Andres Ibarra and Mauricio Macri and all the team, we have better opportunities and we will bring better things to Boca Juniors because we will exploit the brand worldwide. We will make Boca top five teams in the world again. We will commercialize the brand throughout the whole world. We will put Boca Juniors in the map again. So I think that is not happening nowadays. I think that nowadays Boca Juniors is just a football club. And I think Boca Juniors is much more than that. Boca Juniors is a football team. It's a religion. It's a brand worldwide. Boca Juniors is a, it's a, it's humongous. So we have to take that all around the world, not just in the city of Buenos Aires. We have to explore it all around the world. And I think that, that is possible. So let's hope we win in the 2nd of December. It would be amazing. It would be really incredible. We will indeed find out more on December 2nd. Gustav, big thank you for joining me today on the Lord. A pleasure, Governor. Really nice to be here whenever you want.